In this manner, therefore, pray as the disciples have asked Jesus, you know, for some help. And, uh, and I don't think it was because they, they weren't praying or that they didn't pray, but they, uh, something had touched their heart in the life of Jesus that uh, they wanted some help in, and, and that, that life of Jesus was his prayer life, his prayer life. And so they asked in him, you know, teach us to pray. And so he says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Probably the most well-known passages of Scripture from the Bible, or in the Bible, it is, you know, spoken frequently and often. Today I want to, I don't want to overload you with words, but enlighten you by my words. Because I believe that the Lord's Prayer is more than petition and invocation. I believe that the Lord's Prayer is a declaration. A declaration of faith. It's amazing in that in fewer than 70 words, we find the masterpiece of the divine mind of God. That Everything that's legitimately conceivable is contained and is true to prayer in this teaching of his. It is the passion of Jesus. It's his passion. Yes. It is a prayer of revolution. It's a manifesto. That when engaged, it can turn the world right side up. A revolution that only God can bring. It's something so powerful that principalities and powers, when they hear it, they know that they're doomed. When engaged empires have fallen, 
Yes. All kingdoms, they fall except the one kingdom. God's kingdom. Yes. In this is a call for Christ's kingdom to come to be visible. Right now. I believe that when we read this prayer, when we engage in this prayer, when we use the outline of this prayer or engage in the, 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 the details of it, understand what is going on here, that there should be a fervent passion that begins to just sizzle in our veins because in it we're declaring this potent culture changing power oh yes I believe that the Lord's prayer involves more than a quotation to be recited But I believe that it is a petition and it is a pattern to be personally embraced. And so I would like to approach it. The Lord's Prayer is more of my pledge allegiance. My pledge allegiance. You are familiar with prayer, you pray. You understand that it's when you and Christ, the Holy Spirit and God the Father, you know what I mean? You begin to come together in conversation and thought and vision. That you pray because there's a trust and you understand that salvation is in him. The power of prayer is so therapeutic that it overcomes guilt, distortion sometimes, that sometimes is, you know, blurring us and those things that would self-destruct us and sometimes the pain of memories. But prayer also opens up the insights into the new horizons. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. It's about relationship. So prayer is when both parties are communicating in communion with each other, when they talk to each other. It's a living relationship. That's why we get so excited. It's living. It's not self-talk. You're not talking to yourself. You're talking to God. I remember uh, a hymn that I grew upon. It was, went something like this. And 
I'm not sure how good my memory will be, but it said something like this. Central's never busy, always on the line. You can hear from heaven almost any time. Tis a royal service, free to one and all. Telephone to glory. What was the rest of it? <laughs> and there was just the last one there. I said, I'd, you know, my memory would <laughs> telephone to glory. Anyway, yes. Prayer is worth doing even if you do it badly. Yes. You see, because this thing about Jesus is that he's manufacturing saints out of sinners, believers out of skeptics, and good prayers out of bad prayers. So it was worth doing, even if you do it badly. Amen? Absolutely. I'm not suggesting that words are not important and words are not powerful and words are not revelation, revolutionary, you know, but sometimes we don't have the words to express what's in the heart. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. That he makes those unctions and sounds and feelings that you can't put in words, but God understands. In this, the Lord's Prayer is... From a, from a pledge of allegiance. Because it's a blueprint and a guide to spiritual life and Christian discipline. It reflects his purpose, his provision, his attitude, and his perception. In this, it is a declaration of lifestyles. In agreement with the plan of God for the nations of the earth. Think about it. And I want to think about it. That God positions us. Places within our hand through the power of prayer and intercession. To bring a kingdom. To bring a lifestyle and to bring the gospel to the nations of the earth. Again, this morning, I'm not just talking words, but it reflects the heart of God for his people. The opportunity is given for Jesus. And in less than 70 words, he takes everything. That he is about, the kingdom is about, you know, and individual lives, future, health, healing, wholeness, and victory. In this few words, it's the summary of the gospel. It's, it's God's wish. It's God's wish. When you begin to 
engage in this allegiance to it, there's an unleashing of the power of the Holy Spirit into your life and into the lives of those and even the world. It sets at not the devil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. <laughs> the many ways in which that would happen. Sometimes it's the disclosure of his plan. Sometimes it's just pure divine protection. This is the center of Scripture, and it is the content of the kingdom. Yes, it's... I believe that it's to be more than a repetition. It's to be something that we live our life by and live our life for. Yes. By it, we can align our lives to the divine purpose, divine will of God. His kingdom. It's a covenant of loyalty. It really is. It's the ordering of our lives. Not my will, but thine be done. On earth as it is in heaven. It's a commitment. We're going to be instruments of his work. Recognizing that we're the agents of the kingdom of God. Yes. It's an amazing thing. In this allegiance, we surrender our agendas and we desire God's kingdom. In this, we acknowledge as God's will is primary. In it, we are seeking God's involvement in our lives. There's a song that we sing, and I don't know, my heart has been running in this vein. I need you more. More than yesterday. More than words can say. I need you. Sometimes I don't think it's bad to feel helplessness. Yeah. How important it is this. And it's so important because it's the center of things. But let me just talk a little bit. And I don't know the factual of it. It's those who have discovered it. But it says that evangelicals are quitting praying. I'm an evangelical. Now I pray, but I mean, 
And he goes on to say that the reason we've quit praying is because we're so distracted. Well, let's change that. <laughs> let's change that. Because men ought always to pray and not to faint. As we utter this prayer of God's involvement in our life, it tells us that God feeds us, God forgives us, and God protects us. It tells us and lets us know that we need divine power to overcome evil. I don't know what you're challenged with. But prayer will do wonders in that challenge. In this we commit to God's agenda. In this, we embrace a new way of living. In this, we honor God's name and we manifest God's kingdom. While it is a pledge of allegiance and worship, it also contains the first priority of our lives. The pledge of his kingdom. Yes. Living the Lord's prayer. Living the Lord's prayer. That the word becomes flesh. Yes. First of all, when he says our father, he's, he's saying receive the divine embrace. There's a divine embrace. It was the book of Revelations that Expanded, as it were, on this, this particular, you know, thought line. And it says, as this was going on in the heavenlies, and this great movement of creatures that God had created and made and set up and given orders, then when... It comes up, they fall on their knees, and they cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Well, it seems loud in here, but it's not, I'm not trying to be loud. <laughs> but holy, holy. Yes. It's not something that we ramble through, and I'm not suggesting this morning that you have to take hours upon end, but it is a position and a perspective of heart. You are holy. 
And if those, those magnificent holy beings, you know, fall on their knees, our hearts should likewise have a posture. Amen. Should have a posture. We talk about God getting ready and God wanting to do, etc. You know, great things. And I believe that there is a, 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 you know, some kind of re going on. Whether it's revival, renewal, you know, etc. There's something that is being, a seed is being placed in us. The church. It's more than a, than a word that has been printed on the pages, but a word all of a sudden that's being planted in the soil of our hearts and minds, our wills. Now, whenever we talk about prayer, one of the first things that happens is people start to feel guilty. And they hunker down and they don't say amen. <laughs> and they get just a little bit tentative, you know? Church, I'm not picking on anybody. No. It is. It's something that is, can change a sluggish devotional life, you know, and put a jump start on it. In this, it highlights relationships. It highlights the relationship of child to father. Worshipper to the holy God, subject to the king, servant to the master, beggar to the provider, sinner to the savior, follower to the guide, and dependent to the protector. All right there. It is, and our Father, it says, I belong to you. I belong to you. But not only that, he says, who is in heaven? It is saying, you're the great I am. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. It talking about someone higher, lifted up. Hallowed be thy name is, you're saying, God, would you 
Show yourself holy in my thoughts, my motives, my conversation, my actions toward others. Because you're the peace I need, the victory that I want. You're the guiding security of my life. Your kingdom come. Dedication and commitment, God's priorities. It's to reorient yourself toward the kingdom. You see, this thing works not just to people that are called to preach. But for anybody who's had any kind of activity of God in their life, when the man that was in the tombs of all those demons and finally he was set free and he wanted to be a preacher, Jesus said, you just go back home and tell your story. Tell your story. There's a story. It's God's story in your life. And he needs you to tell it. He said, your will be done on earth. In that intercession, you're lifting up the needs and asking for God's active reign. And thank God then he says, you can ask, give us this day our daily bread and that God is not a front to your personal petitions and your dependence and your need of him, but it is saying, help me remember who puts bread on my table and clothes upon my back. Somebody give the Lord a praise today. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Glory to God. You are, you are my moment by moment strength. Each step that I take, it is you. It is declaring your joyful dependence on God. And sometimes we need to give God the space to allow him to surprise us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through the, do not worry as my worship team comes because it's getting late. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for all these things the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God. His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What is that? That is God surprising you. In this is the relationships 
forgive me my sins as I forgive others. What is he saying? He says, God, I want you to help me tear up my IOUs or other people's IOUs. I don't want to have any offenses, no grudges. I want to live a life of setting people free because it's what God does and it's what we do. Some of this, of course, is not new to you, but the thoughts of them, you know, lead me not into temptation, deliverance and empowerment from the evil one, you know. Your kingdom come as a God-centered life. All of that. But more than something we repeat. It is a pledge of allegiance. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about that there is in needs to be kingdom activity in our lives and from our lives now in the here and now in it is contained those things that need to we need to persuade our lives those things that control our hearts so when you ask Jesus to teach you to pray Teach me to pray. This is what he'll say. In all of them, the outline and the outlay of it are not possible, independent of relationship. And that's why he starts with our Father, which art in heaven. As I was working through this and working on it as I felt led and then he 
And he said one other thing. He said it takes more than prayer. It takes faith. Faith. You gotta believe in what this prayer is about. You gotta believe. You know what I mean? In the one that you're praying to. You gotta believe in the agenda. You know, and in the power. And in the purpose. And we do. We do. We do. But where do you need more kingdom to come? In who do you want to see more kingdom realized? In what do you need divine assistance? Prayer and faith. If you believe and not doubt. Now, I hope this just doesn't sound, you know, puffed out, but I do a lot of praying. So it's not my prayer life that needs to have attention so much as it is my doubt life. (laughs) My doubt life. (laughs) So that it reaches a point and a level of surety. And that's okay. It's okay. Part of it is, you know, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. As you stand with me this morning, are you living the word? or just saying the word. Are you living the word or just saying the word? I don't know about you, but I can do better. I can do better, you know what I mean? Not by the power of my own strength, you know what I mean? But his, but sometimes, you know what I mean? It is the, the direction and the focus and being more dependent. Call upon his name, call upon his name. Today, as we close this message out, would you make the Lord's Prayer your pledge of allegiance. Yeah. 
we need to have our loyalty to America in the sense of the gratefulness. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, individual with liberty and justice for all. But a pledge, my Father, which art in heaven, your kingdom be first. Your will first. I pledge to your kingdom. I pledge to your will. I pledge to you as my provider. I pledge to you as my redeemer. I pledge to you my purpose. And I pledge to you that you are my future. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. objective is not to bring guilt but to inspire liberty to infuse us with purpose so that we can arrange our lives every day Father this morning As Jesus was committed and, and as the disciples was, they were committed. And the saints of yesterday and even saints today are committed. Our society needs a God revolution. Our society and our lives need to be turned right side up. And so we pray today with commitment in our hearts, with cry for your help, and with the assurance of your response. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Come into the lives of individuals, of sons and daughters and aunts and uncles and family members. Come into the leaderships of our homes, our communities and our nation. Come in. And help us with how we live. How we believe. God, and with the hope that you bring. We ask it in Jesus' name. All the people said, amen. Go with God because he's going with you today. God bless you.